I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh yeah, love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile, unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary. Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into The Happy Hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico hanging out with you guys. Okay, so continuing our conversation on Husker football here, Mark Whipple talked about, said something along the lines of nothing against the defense, but we don't have this uh, 1986 Bears defense. Your job is to score touchdowns. Um, Nebraska currently has the 47th ranked total offense in the country. They're averaging 5.9 yards per play, 437 yards per game, and diving a little bit deeper, they're averaging about 74 plays per game. 43 of those are rushes, 31 are passes, on average. Dude, that's a, that's a really good it's, offense. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a really solid offense. It just goes to show, but like, here's the thing, and they're 60, now here's the, the other part, they're 67th in scoring offense. Yeah. Averaging 31 points per game. But even then, 31, 31 points is good. That would be fine in the Big Ten West most of the time. Yeah. You feel really good if you can get that above 35. I mean, if you have a competent defense, well, that's 31 is good. And that, that's, so that's the kicker, is where if Bill Bush is able to get this thing simplified enough to where it's still successful, and you have more of that bend-don't-break kind mm-hmm. of defense then you're going to be okay. I mean, Nebraska's going to be okay. If you pair this offense with last year's defense, I you yeah, I mean, I don't I don't want to speak out of turn. You probably got 8 wins at least. Yeah. So, I, I just think there's there's something along the lines of it. Mark Whipple said something as well today about how his demeanor is and how he's listen, it, it's now go time. You got half the season left. Mark Whipple was on one today. And he was it, feeling himself. He was I liked he was it. he was on one and he was very uh, he made it very clear, like he believes that this is a team that can compete for the West Division. And when you look around the entire division, I argue the same thing. I, I'm I'm in sync because I, I feel the same way. I not I not necessarily win, wins it. not win, but there are six teams right now that can win I mean, it. You can win it. Like there's no if fans are, but you can yeah. win it. Because now what's here's what's interesting, Rico. I mean, who's in, the best? Who's well, the best team in the Big Ten West? Uh, Illinois. Well, so that's the thing is in previous years it's always been Wisconsin and Iowa. Nebraska's got to beat one of those two teams, and they're they're right up there for it. Mm-hmm. And because the the conversation that we've always had is get to that Iowa game where you guys are tied, and the winner of that Iowa game goes to the Big Ten title game. Mm-hmm. That's that's the conversation that a lot of us have had in recent years. That's really not like the conversation that. this year. No. Instead, there's a lot of eyes on that October 15th game at Purdue. And there's a lot of eyes on the October 29th game, Illinois at home. As I say, the game before the bye week and the game after the bye week probably will determine where you sit in Bingo. the Big Ten West. Yeah. Somebody says on the text line, you need, you run the ball 35 times a game, just need to hold the opponent to 30 points or less to win pretty much every time. And guess what? As we've said all season long, now you have a guy. 
You have a dude like Anthony Grant, and you have a staff like Mark Whipple and Brian Applewhite that are willing to run the, mm-hmm. basically have the guy run the rock or carry the rock for 30, 25, 30 times a game. 32 times. Yeah. <laughs> and you got a dude that's willing to do it and is able to do it at a pretty decent clip. And and still, I think after, I checked, checked today. Anthony Grant is the eighth best rusher in college football right now. I think he's, he's averaging 120, 120 yards per which game. is fifth best in the Big Ten. Yep. Eighth, eighth best rusher in the country, fifth in the Big Ten. There you go. Great running backs in the Big Ten. Talk, I mean, like, talk about, I don't want to say fitting into the Big Ten because Nebraska obviously wants to blaze their own path or whatever. Mm, they're fitting into the but Big they're, Ten. But they're fitting into the Big Ten. That's where it's at. Now they need to get the offensive line a little bit better. Imagine if the offensive line was a, a top 10 t- or top ten offensive line unit in the Big Ten or a top seven. Make they it were, top half of the conference. They there's had some, there's instances, something here. and I was talking with Bach about it, they had instances on Saturday where they were really impressive, not only in pass protection, mm-hmm. uh, but in, in run blocking. They were opening up some really big holes for Anthony Grant. So here's what Mark Whipple had to say, though, kind of about um, how he's – operating now on a daily basis and, and the, the the demeanor he's carrying and translating to his players as well and there we go. I don't know I guess I and I in my history you know when I walk around being a nice guy it just doesn't work as well as when I'm a okay I I don't know why and that's just what I told the kids on Monday I said look man I'm not I'm down here just when I have something across my rear end Guys, we just play better, and that's really what it was like at, at halftime. We said it yesterday, and we'll, we'll say it multiple times throughout the season, especially if Nebraska wins games. Um, when you build relationships first with the guys, it makes it a lot easier easier, excuse me, for you to give and dish out criticism as well as on the other side of that coin for the players to receive the criticism. We hear Casey Thompson and other players on this on this football team say that they enjoy being coached hard. Mm-hmm. They enjoy basically being told being, exactly the truth. Being held accountable. Yeah, accountability. Like all those things fit into what, how this staff is operating right now. Mm-hmm. And especially Mickey Joseph, Mark Whipple, Bill Bush, the the three main guys on this staff. And there's just there. It feels it feels like there are parallels. Um, between those three guys and their messages. Here we go. And I just um, Travis and Lincoln makes an interesting point. Who's the best run defense we've seen all year? Oklahoma. That didn't translate well. Although I love the positivity. Let's wait to start saying run the ball thirty to thirty five times a game. But I, I will say this: Is Oklahoma Travis, the best run defense that they've played? I, probably. I mean, Indiana had a pretty solid run defense. No, they did not. They did. Indiana ranked one hundred and ninth in total defense. Total defense. We're talking run defense. So I, I will say this, I'll like, go ahead. Um, I I think that there's a way that Nebraska, if if they want to be able to run the ball thirty to thirty five times a game, what's something we've said a lot is that even if you're down ten points in the second quarter, you better still run the football, or even if you're down seven or ten points in the in the third quarter, still run the ball. Why? Because it opens up your entire offense. We saw that on on Saturday with the whole Casey Thompson throw, finally throwing a seventy one yard bomb to to Trey Palmer. It had multiple run plays that were that that were before that play mm-hmm. because it forces the guys on the on the defense, the, especially the defensive backs, to come up closer to the line of scrimmage. Not necessarily play the run, but not give as much cushion to the wide receivers. And then you have a guy like athletes like Trey Palmer and 
I don't know where he's at, but Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. He was injured. There you go. Yes, so, play last so, so Trey Palmer and when healthy, IGC that can beat dudes on a go route. That can beat guys on on a post. It, like there's there's ways that it works. So I understand what you're saying, Travis. But one of the big things that we always talked about coming into the season that we wanted to see was even in crunch time when the when you were struck with adversity, don't abandon the run. Mm-hmm. Don't just automatically resort to throwing the ball forty times a game. Now, are there situations that Nebraska might have to? I don't know because you're going to be in the Big Ten West. Maybe Purdue. Purdue's the the most the team that will pass the most that's remaining on Nebraska's schedule. Mm-hmm. Michigan runs it a lot with Blake Corum and now J.J. McCarthy, who's a true du- dual-threat quarterback, not like Cade McNamara. Purdue has the second-team All-Big Ten quarterback from last season, Aiden O'Connell. And more than likely a first-team wide receiver. Yeah, who's battling an, who was battling a little bit of an injury, but it seems to be okay now. Like I'm not worried about... Being in a shootout, and I know you're not saying this, Travis, but I'm not worried about being in a shootout against Wisconsin, Iowa, um, and and Illinois. Like if Tommy DeVito throws for 350 yards and three touchdowns, and Nebraska loses by seven, then so be it, man. Because that is not what we expected. Honestly, Nebraska but they're not going scoring, to. Nebraska scoring 31 points against the remaining schedule. If the defense is what we saw against Indiana maybe a little just a little bit worse because mm-hmm. I mean that was a, a fantastic performance if Nebraska scores 31 points against the remaining schedule outside of Michigan I feel good about it I feel good about those games and also I found the rush defense okay. Oklahoma ranks 119th Nebraska's 120th Oof. um this was after TCU and K-State is, though you have to remember that they, they allowed a lot to well, Kansas State and Andrew not Adrian. a very not a very good rush defense Indiana is actually oh I just saw them they are 69th. Okay. So Indiana would have been the best rush defense. And you so had far, 132 Northwestern yards? Northwestern was uh, 80th. Okay. Um, but Illinois is third. Yeah. Minnesota is seventh. Iowa is 13th. Michigan is 14th. Rutgers is 18th. So you've got a lot of Purdue 22nd. A lot of heavy rush defense, uh, rush defenses to play uh, on your remaining schedule. Wisconsin 49th. Oh, yeah. You've got... Yeah. A whole bunch it's, of top 50 it, it, rush defenses. It's a very hard slate. It's like, don't forget, I, I want to make it very clear before we get to break here. Our conversations before the season were, listen, um, Nebraska's easiest part of this schedule is in the front half, so they got to start out quick. Now, they haven't necessarily started out quick, and the conversation doesn't change. This mm-hmm. back half is grueling. Now... Before the season, we were expecting maybe Wisconsin to look a little bit better. We were expecting Purdue Iowa. to be a nine-win team again. Iowa was going to be able to at least run the football. They're they're barely being able to run on offense. Their defense is kind of the only thing keeping them in games. And you saw kind of what Michigan did against them with with Blake Corum mm-hmm. and, and J.J. McCarthy and such. Minnesota was supposed to be a question mark. Minnesota was I mean, a question mark. And I think they are after that Purdue team yeah. won. Illinois seems to be Illinois one of the top was, tier teams. Illinois is going to be a non-factor coming into the season. So it, it's just interesting, like, but that conversation of the grueling back half of the schedule has not changed. The only thing that has changed is maybe the teams number one or yourself, because we did not expect Nebraska to be two and three. No, that's 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 just brutal honesty. So um, Travis and Lincoln says, "Fellas, want to clarify my point? All I'm saying is when it isn't working, you better go away from it." I get that. I get that as well. And I think I have enough. I think I have enough confidence in this offense to say Nebraska is able to throw the ball successfully for enough of the football game to to stay in a game. Yeah, 
and to eventually win it. So um, we'll see what happens on Friday. Okay, let's go ahead and get to break. I got to bounce. Nate will come in. You guys will do sweet things by Marcy. Also, we're going to give away some tickets to yes, Oktoberfest, the shops at Piedmont. Uh, Oktoberfest, it's Saturday, October 8th. Guess what? No Husker football game to this Saturday because they play Friday. So um, this perfect opportunity for you to win tickets to Oktoberfest at the shops at Piedmont. Um, it is from 5 to 11 p.m. I'm going to head down there. I'm going down there Saturday right. night. Okay. So I will be there. I uh, hope to see you guys as well. But Rico and Nate will give away tickets, so make sure you stick around for that opportunity. But 402-464-5685, the, the guys will wrap up the happy hour coming up next. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.